All right, everybody. One, two, three, and a four. Welcome, everyone, to the Life Point Table Talk podcast. My name is Jason, and we are coming in on week 51. Week 51. We got quite a bit to cover today. Week 51, we're going to do Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, and we got Revelations 11 through 18. So we're into the minor prophets. They're not really minor. Pretty major. Major in their minorness. We got Revelations. It's wild. It's going to get wild. It's going to get wild. There's some wild stuff here, guys. Oh, awesome. Bible in a year, man. We are almost there to the finish line. Incredible. Incredible experience reading the Bible like this. I would, I would recommend it to anybody. I think... Uh, it helps if you're ready in a certain kind of mode. You actually get to a place where you can appreciate the Bible. That helps a lot. So it's not just torture. This would have been torture when I was younger. Now it's like my favorite thing in the world. And um, there really is something special, man, about doing it straight through in a, in a time constraint that I think is everybody should do this at some point some point um, but like I said it, it helps if the conditions are right are right inside and whatnot but uh, it's a beautiful thing okay let's jump into it shall we we're going to start off in Micah. We got seven chapters in Mr. Micah. Micah. I was a friend of mine named Micah when I was a kid. Micah. This is the prophetic message given to Micah. He delivered this message during the reigns of Jotham, Ahaz, Hezekiah, the kings of Judah. Prophecies pertain to Samaria and Jerusalem. Uh, so this is before the full-blown exile. But the exile's weird. It happened in kind of stages. Uh, they got... Uh, uh, Judah and Israel was split, and they were both having troubles sometimes at different times. And um, Anyway, this is before the big one. The big one. Um... So I believe he's going to address that. Listen, all you nations, the Lord testifies against you. The Lord is coming. He will come down and crush the pagan altars. Mountains will melt beneath his feet like wax by a fire. Because of Israel's terrible sins, their pagan altars in Jerusalem and Judah, the Lord will leave Samaria in ruins. Because of this tragedy, I go barefoot and naked. What? Naked. 
Not just that. My crying and weeping sound like howling wolves. Our brother Micah is disturbed. And with good reason. The nation is fatally wounded. Judah is doomed. Jerusalem will fall. The town should mourn. Everyone hoped for the best, but the Lord sent disaster. Israel's king will be forced to hide. Your children will be dragged off to a foreign country. Chapter 2, you're doomed. You make evil plans. You steal land and houses. I am planning trouble for you, says the Lord. This sorrowful song will be sung for you. Ruin, complete ruin. The Lord has taken our land and given it to traitors. You tell me to stop preaching. You stole the clothes off your neighbor's back. You cheat children out of their inheritance. You are crooks. I, the Lord, promise to bring together the people of Israel who survive again. Here it is, the motif. He can't do it. He can't totally take them out. I will gather them like a shepherd. I will lead them and be their king. Chapter 3. Listen, rulers of Israel. You know right from wrong, but you prefer evil. Your lying prophets promise security, but the Lord says you will live in the dark with no message from me. Listen, you made cruelty a way of life in Jerusalem. Your leaders are bribed. Your priests preach for money. You say the Lord is with us, and no harm will come, but Jerusalem will be plowed into ruins. Chapter 4. In the future, the Lord's mountain and temple will be highest of all above every nation. People of many nations will come and say, let's go to the mountain of the Lord of Jacob and worship in his temple. Uh, we see that in uh, Revelation, Revelations coming up as well. The Lord will teach us his law from Jerusalem and we will obey. He will settle arguments between nations. They will pound swords into shovels. Um, last week we were talking about uh, turning shovels and plows into swords. Now we're turning the swords back into shovels. Good. Everyone will find rest and live in peace. Others may follow their gods, but we will always follow the Lord our God. At that time, the Lord says, I will gather my people, the lame and the outcasts, and all those I have brought sorrow on. I will rule them from Mount Zion. Jerusalem, why do you cry? If you escape, you will be prisoners in Babylon, but later I will rescue you. Because of your sins, you are surrounded. Chapter 5. Jerusalem, enemy troops have surrounded you. This is an interesting one. Bethlehem, you are a small town in Judah, but the Lord will choose one of your people to rule the nations. Bethlehem. We're just talking about that. Someone whose family goes back to ancient times. The Lord will abandon Israel only until this ruler is born. And the rest of his family returns to Israel. That's um, one that's famously used for Jesus. It's interesting when you keep reading there. The Lord will abandon Israel only until this ruler is born. And the rest of his family returns to Israel like a shepherd taking care of sheep. This ruler will lead and care for his people by power. In the name of the Lord, his people will live securely. He will bring peace. Let Assyria attack our country. We will counterattack. Now again, there are all kinds of wars and fights going on but before the, the great exile and during that process. Um, 
We saw all kinds of stuff go down, so um, it's interesting. The Lord says, at that time I will wipe out your cavalry chariots. I will stop the fortune tellers and witchcraft. I will become furious. Chapter 6, the Lord said to his people, come present your case. I'm bringing charges against you. Have I wronged you in any way? I rescued you from Egypt. I sent Moses and Aaron and Miriam to be your leaders. There were evil plans against you, but I saved you many times. What offering should I bring to you, Most High God? Should I bring sacrifices? Will thousands of sheep satisfy? Will my firstborn child be sacrificed for payment for my terrible sins? The Lord told us, see that justice is done. Let mercy be your first concern. Humbly obey God. There's the theme. Because of your sins, I will leave you in ruin. Chapter 7. I feel empty inside like I'm starving. No one is loyal to God. No one does what is right. Everyone is brutal and eager to deceive. Judges and leaders demand bribes. Your doom has come. Lookouts sound the warning. Everyone panic. Sons refuse to respect their fathers. Daughters rebel against their mothers. Your family is now your enemy. All of this stuff is prophetic for then and now. My enemies don't be glad for my troubles. I may have fallen, but I will get up. It's dark, but the Lord is my light. I will endure his anger. The enemy said God is helpless. Now you're disgraced. Towns of Judah, the day will come when your walls are rebuilt. People will flock to you from Assyria and Egypt. Those nations will suffer disaster. Nations will be shook because of their fear for the Lord. The people said, Our God, no one is like you. We are all that is left of your chosen people. You forgive our sin. You don't stay angry forever. You're glad to have mercy. You throw our sins into the sea. You will keep your word and be faithful to Jacob and to Abraham. As you promised our ancestors many years ago. I love that. He's faithful. The mercy and grace is not uh, because of us. It's because of Jacob and Abraham and the ancestors. Nahum. Nahum. We're jumping over to Nahum. Chapter 1, Nahum. This is a message I wrote down about Nineveh. I'm talking about Nineveh again. The Lord demands loyalty. His anger. In his anger, he takes revenge. The Lord is powerful and patient. He can be seen in storms and whirlwinds. Clouds are the dust of his feet. The Lord could command the ocean to dry up. He protects in times of trouble. Like a flood, he chases his enemies. Assyria, one of your rulers, has made evil plans against the Lord. Your name will be forgotten. I will destroy your idol. And will never... Look toward the mountains, people of Judah. Here comes a messenger with good news of peace. Keep your promise to God. Your evil enemies are destroyed and will never again invade your country. Chapter 2 in Nineveh, someone is coming to attack you. Prepare for battle. Jerusalem, or Judah and Israel are broken by their enemies. But the Lord will restore their power. Nineveh, your enemies are dressed in crimson. You will be disgraced and dragged off. Nineveh is proud. 
I do not think Nineveh learned the lesson from Jonah. Nineveh is doomed. The Lord is against you. God will burn your army down. Chapter 3, Nineveh is a city of murder and treachery. I, the Lord, am your enemy. Do you feel safe? Your army is weak. Your city under attack. You will go up in flames. King of Assyria, your officials are asleep. There is no hope. Because of your cruelty. So that was Nahum addressed to Nineveh. And it does not sound like it's going to go well for Nineveh. Uh, these are shorter books. Now we are in Habakkuk. Habakkuk. Not long before Babylon takes Jerusalem. Maybe this is around the time of Jeremiah. Similar time. Hi, Habakkuk. Habakkuk, gosh, this is my is the message the Lord gave me. Lord, how long must I beg you for help before you listen? How long before you save us from violence? Why do you make me watch terrible injustice? He's he's uh, taking God to court here. Laws cannot be enforced. Criminals crowd out the honest people. Look and be amazed. You wouldn't believe what's happening. I'm sending... The Babylonians, they are fierce and cruel. The only laws they keep are what they make up. They're eager to destroy. Holy God, you are eternal. You are using the Babylonians to judge and punish others, but you can't stand sin, so don't sit by in silence. So he knows they're coming, but he also knows... Um, Babylonians have it coming themselves. Chapter 2. While standing guard on the watchtower, I waited for the Lord's answer. The Lord said, I will give you a message in a form of a vision. It will be clear. You can trust what I say about the future. It may take a long time, but it will happen. I refuse to accept anyone who is proud. Only those who live by faith are acceptable to me. That's a huge one. Just shall live by faith. Uh, that's where that comes from, right there. Only those who live by faith are acceptable to me. Arrogant people are never satisfied. They're more greedy than death. You said I'm above the law. You built a city of crime and violence. Why do you trust idols? Chapter 3, this is my prayer. I know your reputation, Lord. I am amazed by what you have done. Please turn from your anger and be merciful. Do for us what you did for our ancestors. You're the same God who helped us. Your glory shone like the sun. Lightning flashed from your hands. Plagues went before you and the earth shook. You were angry with the master of the deep. You wiped them out. The sun and moon stood still. In your anger you trampled nations. You stripped the evil kingdom of its power. When I heard this, I was weak with fear. My bones melted. I will wait patiently. Someday those enemies will be struck with disaster. The Lord is my strength. He makes my, my feet sure for the music director. This is a song. That was a song, this whole last one. Okay, now we're going to jump over to Zephaniah, chapter 1. 
I am Zephaniah. Joash was um, king of Judah. The Lord gave me this message. The Lord says, I will destroy everything from the face of the earth, people and animals, fish and birds, idolatrous images. I will attack Judah and Jerusalem. I will remove every trace of Baal worship. I will remove worship of the stars. On the day of the sacrificial meal, I will punish the prince and the kings of the sun. On that day, I will a cry will go up, wailing from the city, crashing in the hills. I will search Jerusalem. Their wealth will be stolen. A day of distress and hardship. The whole earth will be consumed by fire. Chapter 2. Before the Lord's decree becomes reality and you are blown away, seek the Lord's favor. There it is. There's a way out. All you humble people who have obeyed his commands, strive to do what is right. Maybe he will protect you on the day of judgment. Maybe. Let's see, V. Gaza will be deserted. Invaders will take your people away. The Lord has decreed the downfall of Canaan and Philistines. Moab taunts my people. God says Moab will become like Sodom and Gomorrah. Again, these, everybody gets it eventually here. Ethiopians will die by the sword. The Lord will attack and destroy Assyria. He will make Nineveh a heap of ruins. It's interesting in light of Jonah, which we read. The once proud city will be rubble. She thought she was so new, unique. Now she has become ruins. Chapter 3. Jerusalem is corrupt. The city is stained and good is dead, filled with oppressors. Prophets are proud, or priests defile what is holy. I destroy nations, I turn cities desolate. So you will have to wait patiently for me. I will gather nations together and pour out my anger. The whole earth consumed. The whole earth does get consumed in this one. The Israelites who have not been deceitful will not die. They will graze peacefully. No one will terrify them. At that time, I will deal with those who mistreat you. I will rescue you and take away your humiliation. Be sure of this. I will make the nations respect you when they see me restore you. There's his promise. Now we're going to jump over to Revelations. We got Revelations 11 through 18. An angel gave a measuring stick and said, Measure God's temple. Leave out the courtyard outside of the temple. It has been given to people who do not know God. What? Okay. That's kind of weird. They will trample over the city for 42 months. My two witnesses will wear sackcloth while they preach for 1,260 days. The two witnesses are two olive trees and two lampstands in the presence of the Lord. Any enemy that tries to harm them will be destroyed by fire that comes out of their mouth. They have power to lock up the sky and keep it from raining. They can turn water to blood and cause all kinds of troubles. After the two witnesses have finished preaching God's message, the beasts that live in the deep pit will come up and fight against them. It will win the battle and kill them. That's wild. Their bodies left in the streets where the Lord was nailed to the cross for three and a half days 
Every tribe nation will look at their corpses. They will refuse to bury them. Everyone on earth will celebrate. They will give gifts to each other. It'll be like Christmas. Because these guys were shut up finally. They'll be happy because these two prophets who brought so much trouble have been killed. But three and a half days later, God will breathe life into their bodies. They will stand up and everyone who sees them will be terrified. <laughs> Crazy. The witness then heard a loud voice from heaven. Come up here. And while their enemies were watching, they were taken up to heaven in a cloud. At that same moment, a terrible earthquake destroyed a tenth of the city. 7,000 people were killed. Everyone was frightened. And praise God. The second terrible thing has now happened, and soon the third. So now we're, we're still in the middle of these trumpets. The seventh, At the sound of the seventh trumpet, loud voices were heard in heaven. They said, Now the kingdom of this world belongs to our God and his chosen one. He will rule forever. The 24 elders worshipped and said, Lord God, all-powerful you are, you were, and we thank you. You have taken your power and begin to reign. Now is the time for the dead to be judged. It's time to reward your servants, your prophets, and your people who honor your name. The door to God, God's temple in heaven was open. The sacred chest could be seen in the temple. I saw lightning and thunder, and the earth trembled. Huge hail fell on it. There's a lot of hail in Revelation. Chapter 12. Something appeared in the sky. A woman's clothes were the sun, the moon under her feet, twelve stars on her head, about to give birth. She's crying in pain. This is wild. Um, it's like a reverse prophecy of Jesus' birth. A red dragon appeared in the sky, seven heads, ten horns. When its tail, it with its tail, it dragged. A third of the stars from the sky and threw them down to earth. The dragon then turned to the woman. He wanted to eat her child when it was born. The woman gave birth to a son who would rule all nations with an iron rod. The boy was snatched away. He was taken to God and placed on the throne. The woman ran into the desert to a place God prepared for her. There she was taken care of. War broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon and its angels. The dragon lost. It and its angels, angels were forced out of heaven, thrown down to earth. Yes, the old snake and his angels were thrown out of heaven. That snake who fools everyone on earth is known as the devil and Satan. So if you're not sure who the dragon is, they're making it really clear. It's Satan. Then I heard a voice shout, Our God has shown his saving power. His kingdom has come. God chosen one has shown his authority. Satan accused our people in the presence of God day and night. Now he has been thrown out. I, I, I mean, it seems like a looking back prophecy, but maybe not. The heavens should rejoice, but pity on the earth and see, because the devil was thrown down to the earth, he knows his time is short and he is very angry. When the dragon realized it was thrown to the earth, that's interesting. It's like he woke up down there. It tried to make trouble for the woman who gave birth to the son, but the woman give, was given two wings and flew to the desert. She would escape from the snake. 
The snake spewed out water to sweep away the woman, but the earth sucked up the water. It made the dragon angry, and it started war against the rest of her children. They are the people who obey God and her faith, and are faithful to what Jesus taught. The dragon stood on the beach beside the sea. I love how that ends. The dragon stood on the beach beside the sea. I thought, wow, that's a really interesting way to end that, except that there's no chapter breaks. He's waiting on something. Then I, it's chapter 13. Then I saw a beast coming up out of the sea. Had ten horns, seven heads on its heads, words a blasphemous name. It looked like a leopard, feet like a bear, mouth like a lion. The dragon gave the beast its power, his throne, and authority on earth. One of the beast's heads was killed. The wound was healed. The whole world followed the beast in amazement. They worshipped the dragon. And said, who is like the beast? Who could make war against him? He spoke blasphemies against God. He was allowed to rule for 42 months. That's not really that long. The beast was permitted to go to war against the saints and conquer them. He ruled over every people and nations. All who lived on earth worshipped the beast. Everyone not written in the book of life was killed. If anyone can hear, he better listen. If you must be arrested and killed, then you must endure. Then I saw another beast come up from the earth, speaking like a dragon. He had authority of the first beast. He made the earth worship the first beast, whose wound was healed. He told all of the earth to make an image of the beast. The second beast gave life to the image of the beast so it could speak. It caused all who did not worship the beast to be killed. That's a lot. So now there's a dragon, we got a dragon, we got a beast, um, one of the beast horns gets killed and then brought back to life, then there's a second beast, not just the second beast, they make an image and bring it to life, some kind of funky AI devil. <laughs> AI devil. No one allowed to buy or sell unless he bore the mark of the beast. The number, it is man's number 666. Obviously, with technology, we could see um, a certain interpretation of all these things. Uh, it's hard not to see it that way. But History, life sometimes has some curveballs. Maybe it won't be the way we think it is. I don't know. That sounds like AI, some kind of image that comes to life. Um, and then the mark. I mean, that's like a some kind of social credit system, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. There's been a lot, so much said over these. I've heard of Beast and Antichrist my whole life. And... Um, I don't know. I can definitely see it happening, though. Seems plausible. Chapter 14, Then I looked, there was a lamb standing on Mount Zion with 42,000 who had his name written on their foreheads. I heard a sound coming from heaven like waters of thunder. The sound 
was from harpists playing their harps. I love this. Singing a new song before the throne with the four living creatures. No one able to learn the song but them. Those who follow the Lamb wherever he goes. They're the first fruits from humanity. Then I saw an angel flying overhead. He had an eternal gospel to proclaim to all nations. Eternal gospel. That's interesting. This is it. This is the eternal gospel. Fear God. Give him glory because the hour of judgment has arrived. Worship the one who made heaven and earth. Mm. Sobering. The second angel followed, declaring fallen is Babylon, the great city. She made all the nations drink her immoral passion. The third angel came, declaring, If anyone worship the beast in his image and takes that mark, that person will drink the wine of God's wrath. He will be tortured with fire in front of the angels and the Lamb. The smoke of their torture will go up forever. The smoke of their torture will go up forever. Even even the analogy of whatever this is, friends, does not sound good. Best case scenario. Those who worship the beast will have no rest day and night. This requires endurance of the saints. Then I heard from heaven say, write this, Blessed are the dead, those who die in the Lord from this moment on, so they can rest from their hard work. Their deeds will follow them. Their deeds will follow them. Your deeds will follow you into heaven. Just so we're clear, your deeds will follow you into heaven. That's a good good thing, man. What we're doing here on earth for the Lord is not in vain. That work will follow us into eternity. Then a white cloud appeared, seated was uh, one like the Son of Man with a golden crown and a sharp sickle. The angel said, use your sickle to harvest. So he swung it over the earth. Then another angel came out with a sickle and he swung his sickle across the earth. He collected the grapes and they tossed them in the wine press. The wine press was stomped. The blood poured from the wine press for 200 miles. So the Lord gathers a harvest and then a first and then another harvest. But this one goes to the press. They get squashed. Chapter 15. Then I saw another great sign in heaven. Seven angels who have seven final plagues. Whew. I saw something like a sea of glass mixed with fire. Those who had conquered the beast in his image were standing by the sea of glass. They sang the song of Moses. Great and astounding are your deeds, Lord all-powerful. Just and true are your ways, King over nations. Who will not fear the Lord and glorify your name? You alone are holy. All nations will come and worship you. Your righteous acts have been revealed. I looked and the temple was opened in heaven. Seven angels with seven plagues came out. And one of the four living creatures gave the angels golden bowls of wrath. The temple was filled with smoke of God's glory and power. No one could enter the temple until the plagues were complete. Chapter 16. Then I heard a loud voice declaring to the angels, Go pour out the, on the earth the seven bowls containing God's wrath. The first angel went out and poured his bowl of wrath on the earth. 
ugly, painful sores appeared on the people who had the mark of the beast. The second angel poured his out on the sea. The sea turned into blood. Every living creature in the sea died. The third poured his out on the rivers and springs. It turned to blood. I heard the angel of water saying, You are just the one who is and was holy because of your judgment. They got what they deserved. You gave them... Uh, wait. They poured out the blood of your saints and prophets. You gave them blood to drink. They got what they deserved. Then the fourth angel poured out his bowl on the sun. It was permitted to scorch people with fire. People were scorched with terrible heat. Yet they still blasphemed God. They would not repent and give him glory. The fifth angel poured out his bowl on the throne of the beast. Darkness covered his kingdom. People bit their tongues in pain. They blasphemed God because of their suffering. They go in the opposite way. The sixth angel poured out his bowl. The great Euphrates dried up its water. Three unclean spirits that looked like frogs came out of the mouth of the dragon. Out of the mouth of the beast, out of the mouth of the false prophet, they are spirits of demons performing signs to the kings of the earth to bring them together for battle on the day of God. Hmm. Look, I come like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays alert. He will interject these little messages from the Lord in the middle of these kind of abruptly just jumps in there. Look, I come like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays alert. Now the spirits gathered the kings and the armies to Armageddon. Finally, the seventh angel poured out his bowl into the air. A loud voice came out of the temple saying it is done. Then lightning and thunder and earthquakes. No earthquake has ever been so tremendous on the earth. The great city was split into three parts. The cities and the nations collapsed. Babylon was given the cup of God's wrath. Every island and mountain were gone. Gigantic hell fell from heaven on the earth. But they blasphemed God because of the hail. Chapter 17. Then the seventh angel came and spoke to me. He said, Come, I will show you the condemnation and punishment of the great prostitute, with whom the kings of the earth committed sexual immorality. He does use that word, sexual immorality. I don't... Hmm. That comes up a lot. I don't know exactly what they're talking about. The earth got to drink her wine of immorality. He carried me away in the spirit to a wilderness. I saw the woman sitting on a scarlet beast full of blasphemous names. She was dressed in purple and gold. She held in her hand a cup filled with unclean sexual immorality. On her forehead was written Babylon the Great, mother of prostitutes, detestable things on earth. She was drunk with the blood of the saints. I was astounded. The angel said, Why are you amazed? The beast is, come, is about to come up out from the abyss, then go to destruction. All not in the book of life will be amazed. They will see the beast that used to be and no longer is, but will be once more. What? <laughs> I'll say it again. They will see this beast that used to be, something from ancient times maybe, no longer is that went away, but now is once more. They'll be familiar with it in some sense. The seven heads of the beast stand for seven kings. Five kings are dead. One rules now and one is yet to come. But he will only rule for a little while. 
The ten horns are ten kings. They will give power to the beasts. They will go to war with the lamb, but he will defeat them. I saw the prostitute sitting on a large crowd. That was the ocean. Crowd of people from all races. Ten horns and the beasts will start hating the woman. They will eat her and throw her into the fire. God made these kings like this. The woman you saw is the great city that rules over all the kings. Some kind of revolution there. Chapter 18. I saw another angel come from heaven. This one was great and powerful. The earth was bright because of his glory. The angel shouted, Fallen is Babylon and now is now home to demons. It's the den of evil, filthy spirits. Babylon made all the nations drunk. Then I heard another voice from heaven shout, My people must escape from Babylon. Sounds familiar. Don't take part in her sin and share in her punishment. Her sin is piled up to heaven. God remembers her evil. She honored herself with luxury. She will be rewarded with suffering and pain. Every king on earth has slept with her. They will weep when they see her burn. Pity the great city. No one will have anything to buy. Babylon, what your heart desires will escape you. It goes on a lot about these songs for Babylon. Merchants become rich from her, but now they are terrified. They cried for the city. The city of Babylon will be thrown down and never rise again. She fooled all the nations. On her streets are the blood of God's people and his prophets. Again, these are all motifs that we've heard um, over and over. I mean, a lot of them. Um, not all of them, but especially Babylon. Um, we've seen it in the prophets and uh, in the history of Israel. And it is playing out now on the world scale at large. Incredible. And uh, that's where we will end for week 51. Almost there, friends. It's wrapping up. It's wrapping things up. It takes some interesting turns here coming up. Very interesting turns. And um, it's, uh, it's a lot of craziness before the end. That's for sure. Um, but let's stick with it. Let's stick with it to the end, man. Um, really close. Um, we're going to come back and wrap it up for week 52. Um, come back, my friends. We'll see you. And um, we're going to finish this Bible in a year. All right. Peace. <laughs>